Hi there, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And this is the Infinity Cast, where we spill the tea on Marvel and pop culture. This week we're discussing WandaVision Episode 3, Now in Color. So let's get into it with the recap. During what appears to be the 1970s, Dr. Nielsen examines Wanda, who has suddenly become pregnant. The doctor gives Wanda a clean bill of health and leaves for a vacation to Bermuda with his wife. While Vision walks Nielsen out, he sees his neighbor Herb cut through the concrete wall separating their driveways. The couple builds a new room for the baby and debates what to name them. Wanda favors the name Tommy, while Vision wants to name them Billy. During the commercial break, we get an advertisement for Hydra Soak bath powder. Wanda's pregnancy accelerates rapidly. She begins experiencing contractions before she goes into labor. All the while, her powers go haywire, causing her to accidentally generate an energy surge which shuts down power across Westview. While Vision rushes to get the doctor, Wanda is visited by Geraldine. Wanda tries to hide her pregnancy from Geraldine but fails and gives birth to twins with Geraldine's assistance. Vision sees the doctor out again, and Nielsen implies that the vacation with his wife was an attempt to escape Westview. Returning to the house, Vision catches Agnes and Herb gossiping and interrupts them. They ask Vision about Geraldine and attempt to tell him something about her. Wanda interrogates Geraldine after she reveals that she knows that Wanda's twin brother Pietro was killed by Ultron. Wanda also notices that her pendant has a sword emblem. Vision returns to find that Geraldine has disappeared, and Wanda says that she had to run home. Geraldine is cast out from a wall of TV static outside Westview city limits as sword agents surround her. This was a baby delivery episode, with all the hijinks included. But some of those hijinks were severely intense and got really creepy. I think Agnes, originally in the first two episodes, I thought she was, whatever was going on, she was independent of it. You know, like she was just kind of in it for the for the role. You know, she was in on the manipulation of whatever was going on and like almost had more knowledge than Wanda. Whereas this, either she's playing to manipulate the, the, the NPCs of the world or she also is a semi-victim to this. She is being affected by whatever Wanda is doing to the town. It felt weird. It felt odd. And not in a bad way, just in like... For the show, because it's a it's a weird and creepy episode sometimes when you like kind of back off and see it for the macro. There's some weird shit going on. I mean, I think that's basically everyone's uh, summary of this show so far. There's some weird shit going on. Yeah, but like it's creepy weird in some cases. Just just the way in this one specifically, we saw her do the time bendy thing before. But in this case, it just really had like a a creep factor to it and the way she rewinded vision to change his mind for a second. I thought that like my Disney plus had glitched. Yeah. Right. Cause it had that just like glitchy kind of thing. It didn't have the rewind effect. It didn't have any of that, but it, it made it uncomfortable. You know, you're, you spend so much time feeling in a joyful welcoming state because it's a familiar nostalgic television show format. In most cases, laugh track, the whole nine yards. And then you get thrown to that and you're just like, whoa like that was weird that just made me feel weird you know so it's it's a weird show did you catch the opening theme the graphics for it were inspired by mary tyler moore and brady bunch yeah yeah i got all that with all the boxes with the hexagons more hexagons um there was someone who i saw who who mentioned that those things could be related to aim which would explain the beekeeper outfit but then you get another hard push on the hydra thing during the commercial and you're just like huh okay so everyone's being implicated the devil's being implicated hydra's being implicated you know aim is being implicated every there's little teases that can go anywhere also did any of the things that happened in the opening sequence actually happen mm, yes and no i feel like they were building the universe of what the show would be about if this was the pilot of a show because there were two contradictory things i felt like in the title credits 
everyone seemed to know that they were having a baby. Like it was very public knowledge and the show was about having a baby. Whereas they didn't have a baby in the real world. And then the first episode, it was like, we're trying to keep this hush hush. Nobody knows we're having babies. So I think the credits represented what the show wanted to be. And the real life was like, we're still building up to that. So it's like this weird in between. Again, it's like they're using the tropes to even say more about the show, I think. I I don't know how many times you could get meta. This is breaking like the eighth wall already. Did you catch the very slide Doctor Strange reference? Vision calls the doctor Mr. Doctor, which is what Doctor Strange's villain calls him mistakenly. Oh, Jesus Christ, really? (laughs) I'd have to watch that again. No, I did not catch that. I did not catch that. That's funny, though. Also, did you did you keep noticing like the fruits that the doctor mentioned, like for the stages of pregnancy, they kept appearing in the episode that that I did notice. I noticed that there was a lot of fruit gags in this. We see Vision catch the papaya and make the papaya joke. And then later in the episode, during the nursery scene, Wanda's eating grapefruit. And then a little bit later, she's cutting pineapple. And there's also the part where she is holding the basket of fruit where Geraldine takes the apple. It seemed to be like her, she was creating this reality based on everything that she knew. And us, the world around that was being glitched because she was doing this unwittingly. That's why the the uh, Herb's, you know, NPC kind of went out and it was just acting up weird. Yeah. Can we talk about how that was really unsettling because he just doesn't even acknowledge it? No, he's just an, an NPC without dialogue. It was just like a malfunctioning error in the game. You know, and that's what, and he's talking about being trapped. And again, what level of control is actually being taken forth here? It was really unsettling. Like there's a level of, uh, I'm being chained. You know, I'm a puppet. They're all puppets going back to the Ultron reference. And they're all kind of in this really creepy bubble of which they have no will of their own until they kind of break from it. But then they're still kind of being held against their will. And it's really hard to get a sentence out. That's what I got from him the entire episode. It was just like strings. There's a lot of strings in that town. Mm, That's true. I thought that Vision's reasoning for wanting to name the baby Billy was very telling because he quotes William Shakespeare, all the world's a stage and all the men and women merely players. Yep. And that's what's going on. That's that's there. And again, I don't know whether that's Vision being meta or if that's the show being meta or both of that because it's all there. Because every single time Vision gets a thought about expressing that in some way he gets shot down so maybe his subconscious is pulling that in to try to find ways to express it without getting in trouble it's so interesting that vision keeps kind of catching on and that wanda just can't let him every single time he questions and that's uh, you go back to the episode before when him he's with the boys asking about security protocols and like you know uh, uh perimeter sweeps and things like that they're like here's a piece of stick of gum Stop asking questions. You know, we're going to make it about something else. Stop asking questions. We could basically have an entire podcast of being like, this is the show's fucking weird. It's crazy. It's like little bit. And it's like not insane in, a, in the usual 21st century shock and awe. These are little intellectual glitches in the matrix that just get let you feel a little bit unsettled. You know, it's 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 the Truman Show kind of vibe. It's the uncomfortable and it's it's really refreshing to have this kind of emotional reaction it's even weirder that we're having this emotional reaction to something that's essentially a a, you know early 70s and 60s and 50s sitcom tropes yeah it's like we get like this wholesome normal fun you know just bubbly sitcom and then 
there's this undercurrent of just what's actually going on that's unsettling. Very, extremely. It just makes you feel awkward inside because it's disrupting that normal, nostalgic, welcoming, like comfort. You know, it's like eating comfort food, but then someone puts cumin in it. Did you notice that when Vision was expressing that something more was going on, like he looked directly into the camera when he was saying it? He was breaking the fourth wall. He was looking at whoever was in that true reality. So whether that's Darcy or Wu, but then, (laughs) you know, Wanda, like usual, nope, snap fingers and rewind time and make sure that he changed the way he did things. Small reference that I really appreciated when Vision was practicing uh, diapers, the doll that he was using was Kitty Carryall, which was a like an important plot point in an episode of Brady Bunch. It was from a Brady Bunch episode, of course, because that's what they do. <laughs> they throw it all in there. How did you feel about the commercial? We're assuming, again, still the parents. Um, almost felt a little more 80s than I was expecting. Not, not 70s. It felt more 80s, uh, even though we weren't in that time period yet. But... Uh, it's Hydra Soak, right? Find the goddess in you. I took it as a reference to her unlocking her powers with the Mind Stone. Mm, could be, but I, I still feel like if it represents one stone, maybe they all represent a stone. Maybe maybe we were a little too specific when we were thinking that the commercials had to do with her traumas. I think they might just have to do with events that have happened throughout the course of the movie. So yeah, so I mean, we start off with her parents and the bomb And then we go to her volunteering for Von Strucker. And then we go to her actually unlocking her potential with the Mind Stone. I was thinking that this next this commercial would be about Quicksilver. uh, But I think that's probably going to be next week. We did get some references, though. Yeah, we got the Petra reference. I almost feel like she forgot that she was a twin, like that that itself is part of what she's removed to take away her trauma, which to me in this Hydra soap commercial still represents that she was removing her trauma because there is like a no longer caring about anything anymore. Either part of that whole thing, like just Hydra soak, you know, letting, letting it all just be and escaping from all that reality and feeling that goddess kind of vibe. So yeah, she got the goddess thing, but she's also had to remove like, parts of her memory so she could be content in that world. Did you also catch that this might be a very sly reference to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? No, no. What, where was that from? So in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season four, in the last arc, the main characters are trapped in a fake virtual reality. And in one of the episodes, Coulson references this blue Hydra soap that implants false memories and like controls minds. That's too much of a coincidence, right? Damn. <laughs> All right. Hydra and it's blue soap. I, yeah, like I, I did not pick it up on first watch, but then I saw that and I, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so is that a clue or just a reference? That's, and that's, that's the problem with this show as well. Like you don't know whether something is a clue to lead us forward or just a reference for the sake of there being these fun little references in there because it's so meta it there's so many different levels of how this the details can be absorbed either way that that's that's a real good one i like that yeah i i mean i feel like it's probably not a clue i feel like it's more like a wink and a nod to agents of shield fans but like i but it's like the exact thing like if you just take away everything else we know about this show 
as far as like implanting memories and things like that, how you can get people to do this. Like, I'm not saying that there's actual blue soap. I'm just saying like what he referenced was exactly what some of these characters are going through. And yeah. And even if it's not the backstory of this, of this clip from agents of shield is that they are trapped in a not real reality. Exactly. Exactly. They're in, they're in this matrix like reality as is everybody in this situation right now at the very least there's some parallels and it is amazing that's why it's like if at the end of the day it's like all right it's a town but it's the framework you know if they actually use that terminology you know i wouldn't be surprised if they wanted to go that route but the point is is they they've referenced very similar things now so that's that's hilarious and done well and bravo to ever figure that out the commercial didn't reference pietro but vision's super speed i didn't realize that vision had super speed until like this episode well, she mentioned it in the first episode that like he travels at supersonic speeds and she can make things lift with her mind. Why do they need abbreviations? Right. You know, I remember that line, but, you know, in the MCU proper, have we ever really seen Vision go real fast? I've just seen him get stabbed. Yeah, we, you're right. We've seen him get stabbed a lot. You think for someone who can go that fast, he wouldn't get stabbed so much, but he kind of keeps standing there. Poor guy. But yeah, so we get his speed and then, I mean, obviously we get the the last like seven minutes of this episode just i was uncomfortable it's why kind of why i kept i kept bringing it up like it's a weird show earlier <clears throat> because it's not just weird and like it being a weird show because it is it, it's hilarious and awesome but i feel weird i feel strange i feel uncomfortable i feel yeah that's kind of what i meant by all that is because it does it and that's about the same time like right after um, Wanda does her little flippy flip on rewind thing on, on, on vision. I feel like so many points were just awkward feeling and strange feeling and uncomfortable. Like that whole conversation between vision and Agnes and, and Herb, that was just a really uncomfortable sequence. Everything in that, in that thing from like, just the way even Agnes seemed to be playing too hard into the role of the gossip monger. But then the, the way they were all acting, almost afraid at the same time. So I didn't know whether it was one emotion or the other. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, we're we're pretty sure that Herb was trying to say that we're all trapped here, right? Yeah, something like that. It's interesting that Agnes like stopped him. And that's but that was the moment where like either Agnes was hamming it up so Herb would be scared of Geraldine under the assumption that if she's talking to one of the people one of the NPCs that Wanda is also getting influenced. So like by telling Herb that Geraldine is a problem, Wanda is also getting more of that feeling that Geraldine is a problem. That, and that's, I'm trying to figure out that thing. Cause it was at the exact same time that Wanda was like, who are you? Get out, you know? And, and I wasn't even sure if Geraldine was really like aware. Cause she had like two moments of like, I'm real. And everything else was like, I'm struggling to make words and have thoughts or she was playing the role. So like there were like three different sides of Geraldine scene. Yeah, it was interesting when Wanda mentioned that she had a twin. It kind of it kept cutting to Geraldine's face and it looked like she was struggling. Like like maybe something was like stirring within her. Maybe she was like remembering real reality. And that's when she says he was killed by Ultron, wasn't he? And like. That's when Wanda's like, what? Who are you? Yeah, who are you? And at the same time, Agnes is like, 
we don't trust her. You know, like she doesn't, she has no home. She just suddenly arrived. And then Herb's like, yeah, she's here because we're, we're, no, don't do that, Herb. Okay, everyone go back to work. Okay, <laughs> she did her job and, and that was it. She sensed that Geraldine was about to go bye-bye and her job was done. I really feel like talking to the NPCs were actually her influencing the system. Did you notice that when Wanda mentioned Pietro, like she kind of got her accent back a little bit? Mm-hmm, a little bit. It was the way she said Pietro. It's like, I don't know if she's able to say that word. Some Sometimes people have that, like your accent picks up just with some words here or there. So I don't know whether that was an intentional moment or whether that's just because there's no other way to say Pietro than to say it with the accent for her. I'm pretty sure we're going to see more of that scene either in the next episode or we might get a we might get like that scene from uh, Geraldine slash Monica's perspective in a later episode because I feel like there was more of it in the trailer. There was, there was. I don't know whether they cut it out for the sake of drama to keep it creepy because it was also something creepy just the fact that we didn't see what happened until after the screen opened up again to to widescreen which by the way i loved that i love it when they do that yeah i love the aspect ratio change i think that's really clever it's so clever because it 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 brings you into that like you you don't have a sitcom that's widescreen before like the 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 2000s they just they weren't a thing they're all these three by four ratios so it's it makes you feel something versus the new way. And it really opens it up like, no, we're back in the, the MCU universe now proper. I love when, when they shift it. Um, and this way it, it just kind of ended the last creepy factor of it. And then we got into like, where the fuck are we? I mean, we know where they are, but how big is this place? And I wonder if we're going to get like an episode where it's just from the perspective of, of uh, the real world. You know, and we get everybody there or whether it's all going to still be played out in this very minimalized template because shit's going to get real pretty soon. I mean, I think we we just watched the first act. Like, I feel like the first three episodes were the first act of this three act story. So I think things are going to start to pick up way more now. Um, and I think, yeah, I think we're going to have to see things like purely from the outside perspective at some point. Because if you're counting the decades, we just did the 70s, you know, we got the 80s, the 90s, and I guess the 2000s, and maybe the 2010s. Is there such a stylized difference between the 2010s and the 2000s? Not really, unless they're they're like spoofing a particular series, like they did like an office style episode or something like that. Yeah, a confessional style. That's a Parks and Rec versus a community. Arrested Development. That would be interesting. Um... But so, I mean, if you if you think it out episode by episode wise, that's, you know, the first six or seven episodes. So that last two or three episodes has to be dealing with what the fuck is actually going on. I wonder if it'll change their the the timeline, like the the the, the length of the episode, because that would be fascinating. Um, it's not it's, it, if because if we keep this format while we're having it, the episodes are all 22 minutes, you know, or a little bit longer, but it's around that same time. But then if we get an episode of the real world, then now we now we shift it to like maybe like a 40 minute episode. Yeah, possibly. You know what I think is the most unfortunate part of Geraldine getting yeeted into the real world? We're not going to see her in the in the 80s. What about her job at the ad agency? Oh, she just got it. <laughs> she just got a promotion. Oh, and I like that story. I had to like... I was so like focused on the damn bird that I really had to watch that three times before I really heard the story. Same. No, yeah, no, I had to rewatch that scene a couple of times. Can we agree that that bird's name is Tony? 
<laughs> All right, I'll take that. <laughs> I I was really enjoying how like that's what Wanda's magic was bested by a bird <laughs> was a, was a magical stork <laughs> that just shoved off her magical powers. Like, nope, nope, the baby's coming. The baby's coming. And the babies. I mean, getting to that for the people that haven't read the comics in the comics. She does have two babies via magic, and their names are Tommy and Billy. And then eventually uh, they stop existing because they are part of a demon's soul. And then later on, they get reincarnated and become members of the Young Avengers. So how much of that they're going to we're going to get in the MCU? I have no idea. It has the potential to continue to be weird in in future incarnations of whatever they want to do. Like by doing what they're doing with the format that they're doing it in, it's such a strange adaptation and they have such a weird relationship vision and Wanda in the first place and Wanda becomes very very intense very often. So how much of that gets adapted? And how much that we're waiting for other films like uh, Doctor Strange 2 or Spider Spider-Man 3 to play with? Who knows? Speaking of intense, like the look that Wanda has when she says to Vision that Geraldine had to rush home. Chilling. That's a good word for it. Um, definitely made me very like, again, creeped out in the witchiest way possible. Like that was Scarlet Witch. Right there. Yeah, that wasn't Wanda Maximoff. That was Scarlet Witch. And I, I, I feel like Agnes, I, I, I wonder if she's a red herring, but uh, I want to know how much influence she is having on Wanda. She could be. Maybe she's just a resident of Westview, but she's also a magic user. So she's trapped, but she's aware, kind of. Maybe, maybe. Magic exists in this universe. Yeah, magic does exist in the universe. The original Harkness was uh, was a witch from Salem, right? It was like one of the original Salem witches. Yeah, I believe so. Salem, Massachusetts, not terribly far from Westview, New Jersey. Yeah, no, same side of the country. A six-hour drive. I've done that drive. The one last interesting note that I have, the writer for this episode, uh, Megan McDonald, based on how well she did with this episode, she was tapped to write the script for Captain Marvel 2, which makes me way more excited about Captain Marvel 2. Holy shit, really? I think this episode really balanced kind of like the lighthearted, funny, silly sitcom stuff with like the super creepy, intense stuff really well. So like that seriously makes me more excited for that movie. Yeah, and like and you got the feeling we were talking about feeling uncomfortable, like the laugh track. There were like three point times when the laugh track itself was like kind of this muffled, like weird, awkward feeling, you know, like like the joke didn't land, but people were still laughing. And mostly it was Vision's jokes, but like it was the way that they edited the laugh track in there that just made it ever more uncomfortable. Jarring feeling. Do you think the reason why Vision couldn't adequately calculate when the baby would show up is because Wanda couldn't do it and Wanda's in control? Could be. I mean, like, I I think he was trying to calculate, which I didn't see. Like his calculations didn't make sense to me because if she was four months pregnant after 12 hours, then it just would have been like, the answer would have been tomorrow, even if there was a uh, connective rate, you know, like even if there was something constant about that. But there wasn't. Obviously, it was accelerating. But his original math didn't work out either way, because four months after 12 hours would have been basically uh, uh, under under 30 hours it would have been like 28 hours and you should be there. And they, they said like Friday more Friday afternoon, as if Friday was like at least another day and a half away. It's like now nah, that math is out. 
So whether it was because she didn't want him to know or she didn't know, like I think he knows more than what is in her head. But I, I think that is vision. I think after the conversation that he has with the neighbors at the end of this episode, if he doesn't address it with Wanda and get reset like he did earlier in this episode, I think that is going to be maybe if he just keeps it to himself, that'll start unraveling things. Yeah, because I think that's it. I think we're going to get a little bit of a whodunit with Vision. He's going to start investigating. He's going to try to figure it out. Because we see in the trailer and other episodes of him kind of playing a little bit of a sleuth kind of vibe for himself. He At least he, I, I got that sense from it. Of whether that was the 80s or 90s episodes, I, I couldn't tell. I have to rewatch the trailer and really be OCD about the backgrounds. I think we have maybe another jump before we get to that. Do you think we're going to be in the 70s again? Because we didn't escape. Or do you think it's just going to be another... Evo- like, we're, we're in growing pains or family ties next week, right? Or Roseanne, perhaps. Because uh, that's what it looked like to me. It, I, but I didn't watch Growing Pains or Family Ties. I did watch a bit of Roseanne. I think this is going to be more Family Ties kind of vibe. I think the one of the sets looked almost exactly like Family Ties. I think we're just going to be in the 80s in the next episode. What's your favorite opening so far of the three? I think the Bewitch thing is still kind of doing it for me. I, I just love the, the homage and the way they had all the other characters in the background, like do, toasting and doing things on the sidewalk. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, Geraldine just appears randomly in the background of at the end right there because she wasn't in the entire show. I agree. I think I think the currently the Bewitched opening has got to be the best one. Also, it's just the catchiest one. I kind of... I kind of hum it to myself division yeah yeah a little bit this one this song didn't do it for me as much yeah it didn't i I mean i loved i loved the what's going on in the background of the opening i thought it was very cute just like them like you know going out vision making burgers and trying to build like a playset. uh him kind of palling around at the library with like his two friends also we found out that jones is married to dotty i didn't realize that how crazy is that yeah do these earrings make me look fat light goes off Oh, thank God. <laughs> Did you notice in the background, the lamp had two two cherub babies spinning around the base? I did. I did. So many things going on in this show. It, it's a testament to the fact that we can have 20 to 30 minute discussions about all the background stuff when the episode itself is only about 20 to 30 minutes. I know. I know. That's just it's so dense. It's jam packed with little things and not like in a distracting way, but just in like, oh, my God, everything has some meaning. Like there's just stuff with meaning everywhere if you just look and pay attention. And that's telling a little bit of the story, you know, or you or it might not be. Maybe it's just a little reference here or there, but it's something else to kind of whet the intellectual appetite. We're we're here for it. Damn straight. We're here for it. This is. This is way better than I expected it to be. I wasn't sure how they're going to apply this whole thing together, but you know, so far I'm I'm loving every minute of it. So I'm I'm, I'm there. God, I'm just trying to remember that one thing that just erased from my mind. Maybe I was figuring out something was wrong. Maybe Wanda rewinded my memory. Yeah, maybe you figured it out and we've already forgotten. That's it. Sorry, viewers. I have nothing. We glitched. All right. So make sure to like, subscribe, and please tell your friends. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at InfinityCast, spelled Infinite A Cast. And you can email us at InfinityCast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And we'll see you guys next week.